0: Let's all stand together. Let's stand together. Let's begin. begin just praying. Lord, we invite you into this place. We thank you, Jesus. We bless your name, Lord. Have your way with us this morning. Have your way with us, Jesus. Have your way. Put your hands over your chest. You know, is, yeah, like this.
1: The
0: Lord's here to bring comfort right now. Comfort to you, just, just, you make yourself receptive to the Spirit right now by just communicating to Him and just letting Him have His way with you, just, just. Have your way with us, Lord. Just open yourself up to the Lord. He's here. The reason why I'm asking you to cross your double hand, or really it's the Lord, is double hand. But I pledge allegiance to the Lamb. This is your allegiance is to the Lamb. When we set our allegiance to the very Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world I set my allegiance on you it's my only allegiance when we invite his presence his power comes to deliver what we cannot do for ourselves or for others As we pledge allegiance to you Lord we set our allegiance to you our King Give comfort, give comfort, Isaiah 40. To my people, says your God. Say kind words to the heart of Jerusalem, crying out to her that her time of trouble is ended. Our time of trouble is not beginning. The time of trouble is ended for us that sets our allegiance to Jesus. There's a word of restoration in the remnant right now it's not our destruction this is our greatest moment to shine with the king of kings and the lord of lords this isn't a moment of destruction for us in depression this is a moment of our victory because of what he did at the cross he says this over you hey that her punishment is complete That she may be rewarded by the Lord's hand twice over for all of her sins. It's called the double blessing. It's a double blessing that comes on the church now. It's a double blessing. A voice of one crying, Make ready in a wasteland. Does that sound like where we're at? An ash veal, Make ready. Not, not retreat. Not despair. Not backing out. Not pulling back. Not uh, putting all of our, not trying to secure ourselves, but making ready now. And in in a wasteland, make ready in a wasteland a way of the Lord. Make level in the lowland a highway for our God the highway of holiness, a highway where real truth is up into the heavens. That We are not a people of this world. We are sojourners just passing through. The world system doesn't define us. Jesus does. Let every valley be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low and let the rough places become level and the hilltops become a valley. What will happen? And the glory of the Lord will be made clear and the glory of the Lord within a wasteland will be made clear and all flesh will see it together (laughs) for the mouth of the Lord said it and you know that Jesus gets whatever his prayer request is and so that if we agree with him we'll get what our prayer request is Lord we want to see your glory we, we want to hear what you have to say. And he says, a voice of one is crying. Give a cry. And I said, what shall my cry be? All flesh is grass and all its strength like the flower of the field. It's a recognition here that without Jesus, without him, without his glory coming, we can do nothing. Apart from Him, you and I can do nothing. See, we've got to come to the infinite resignation of ourselves, and that's where His power is. His presence is here, but man, He wants to deliver on His power for His own glory, for His own namesake. So all the compromise, all the allegiance that is not to Him, we forsake it all this morning, and we say, We pledge allegiance to the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world. We give our allegiance to one man. We say that to you, Lord. We give allegiance to you and you alone are king. You are the righteous sovereign over all creation and you have the right of this land you have the right of the whole world and you have the right of the whole entire universe and we will not set our allegiance on anything else or anyone else except you and the enemy lies to God's people and says if you do that and we we say the Lord rebuke you Satan out of our lives it gets us into any compromise and any lack of integrity and any allegiance other than jesus christ the son of the living god we will not we will not we will not draw back now but we will press forward and watch the glory of the lord come down on his remnant bride the grass is dry the flower is dead but the word of god is eternal give the good news out of Zion. Get up into the high mountain. You who give good news to Jerusalem, let your voice be strong. Let it be sounding without fear. It's a war cry. It's it's your courage. Some of us, we, we do that in different ways. Some of us, we make a great shout. Some of us, We come into repose and we rest in Him, and that's our great courage. But however it may be, we cast down every fear and everything exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We don't want anything to do with it, Lord. We're tired of shaking in our boots, Lord. We're ready to see a great display of your power, and that's why we have gathered here together, even in this Asheville, North Carolina, in the middle of a wasteland to say, We'll have you or we'll have nothing. That Jesus plus something equals nothing. But Jesus plus nothing equals everything. See, the Lord God's coming. He's the strong one. He's the rightful ruler in power. See, those made free by him are with him. Those that are made free by him are with him. and those who he has made safe go before him he'll give food to his flock hey you're not going to go hungry you're not the lord will provide if he has to man out of the heavens like Elijah he'll be there when the when the resources dry up he'll make another provision God's got you and he's got all of us and he's got this remnant bride right now. Oh, we're his, we're in the no one will pluck us out of his hand. Oh, he's got us like never before. Trust him, flock of God. He's the keeper of the sheep. With his arm, he will get it together, and he'll take up the lambs on his breast, and he'll gently guide us with the young. In the hollow of whose hand have the waters been measured? Who is able to take the heavens in his outstretched fingers? Who has got together the dust of the earth in a measure? Who has taken the weight of the mountains or put the hills into the scales? By whom has the Spirit of the Lord been guided or who has been his teacher? Who can give him a suggestion and make clear to him the right way? Who gave him knowledge, guiding him in the way of wisdom? See, the nations, listen, even this great United States of America, even the nations, listen, are like a drop hanging from a bucket. And like the small dust in the scales, he takes up the islands like small dust. We pledge allegiance to the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world.
2: Even when we don't understand your king. Open my Who has weighed the mountains? Who has given life and taken life? Oh, God Almighty, God Commander of all. come. Oh, we repent, God. We repent, God. Oh, so many times we've wanted what we've wanted, but not what you've wanted. Oh, we change our mind. Oh, align our thoughts with your thoughts, God. Align our thoughts with your thoughts, God. Come, come, would you come? Would you come enough in my ideas, jump out of my boxes. I want you, whatever you are, and no. No exceptions. I want you, whatever you are. Oh Throw off the way he did it the last time. Throw it out, throw it out, it's no good anymore. He's doing a new thing. He's bursting through, he's bursting through. Oh, take all the ways He did it the last time And throw Him out, and throw Him out, and throw Him out You've got to trust Him now, you've got to trust Him now He's taking us into the path unknown It's a new thing, it's a new thing And it's bursting forth like rivers in the desert It's bursting forth It's a new thing, it's a new thing It will offend us it will offend us but it's okay it's okay it's okay he's doing a new thing he's doing a new thing take what you've known before and throw it out he's doing a new thing it will offend us Come and offend us, Lord. Come and offend us, Lord. Because we want to be what you want us to be. Oh, image bearers of God the Father. We want to be what you want us to be. You've given us a mandate. You've given us a reason. A purpose for this life. purpose. Oh. We're not here by accident every pillar here and so often my ideals jump out of my boxes and i want you just the way you are and no assumptions oh no exceptions god We don't want something kind and nice. We want the lion. We want the lion. Oh, would you come?
1: Oh, would you come?
2: glory even more light even so come Lord oh this world of darkness Lord it needs light not man's goodness not man's light not man's ideals not man's thoughts the creator oh creator come Oh, creator come back into your creations Oh creator come back to your creation oh breathe again breathe again breathe again oh lion breathe again oh.
0: Revelation chapter 10. And I saw another strong angel coming down out of the heavens. He was clothed with a cloud, and an arch of colored light was around his head, and his face was like the sun, and his feet like pillars of fire. Got a little book in his hand. And he put his right foot on the sea and his left on the earth. The Holy Spirit keeps telling me, I'm gonna say this. ready for us to run.
2: Under your feet, that's where he is, that's where he's always been, he's always been. Oh, come and believe, 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 believe. This is who you are. Contend, contend for what God made you. Contend, 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 oh. Come with me Jesus says Come with me Come with me Jesus says Come with me He's telling us Jump out of our box to jump out of our box to jump out of our box oh contend contend come let's go come let's go where he leads us we So it's the size of a mustard seed? That thing in you right now, it's the size of a mustard seed. Be obedient. Be obedient. It's the size of a mustard seed. Seriously, take the first step. That's all it takes, the first step. And God and all of the angel armies, all the heavenly hosts, all of his goodness, all of his light, all of his healing, all of his glory, everything of heaven will follow and meet you there. Oh, contend, contend, oh, contend, oh, contend, no. Contend, contend. Oh, you are pillars. You are pillars. Oh, we are the armies. We are the armies. Contend, contend. We are the armies. Contend, contend. Oh, contend, contend. We are the armies. Where you lead us, we will follow. Where you lead us, we will follow into repentance and into his glorious grace. We
0: You say this in, in yourself during the week. I need a breakthrough. I got to get a breakthrough in this area. I need a breakthrough. I need a breakthrough. This is your moment to get a breakthrough. I want a breakthrough. Well, I need a breakthrough. I've learned something about breakthroughs. You, you position yourself. Position yourself before the Lord. You, you come up to the end of everything that you can do. His power is there. I need a breakthrough. If, that's, if, you, if you want a breakthrough, i ask you to position yourself right here in the front. I need a breakthrough. Family member, health issue, financial issue, I need a breakthrough. <clears throat> right here. and I can't tell you how many times me and my family have run into this place personally. And I can't tell you how many thousands of times he met us. I can declare this because I've watched it happen in my own life. I don't say what I say to you because I'm somehow prophesying something that hasn't happened for us. Let me testify to you to the greatness of God to meet you when you're washed out and you come to the end of everything you can do remember Genesis chapter 15 remember Abram the word gave him a promise of the son right and that was his covenant promise and it says in there that there was a covenant cutting process that had to take place and and what Abram had to do was fight off the birds of prey they were trying to swoop down and steal the promise of God. He's, he's going to co- cut covenant with him. And in that covenant-making process, Abraham, he did his part. Listen, that's what we're doing here this morning. We're saying, well, oh, I'm going to worship you, Lord. I'm going to do everything that I can to worship you. But there comes a point. We get the enemy under our feet. And right now, we're going to in rest receive the breakthrough of God. We're going to receive a breakthrough right now. And you're going to have a testimony. We're not going to let go of what the Lord has said over your life and over your family's life. All health related issues, raise your right hand. If you got a health related issue, raise it high, okay? All right. Cast all your cares on the Lord, for he cares for you. The Lord says, cast all your cares on him, for he cares for you. Great compassion. Will we release your great compassion right now, Lord, for healing? end of myself. I can't do this. I need you, Lord, right now. All your cares. All your cares. All your cares on him for he cares for you. All your cares. All of it. Place yourself right there. Right up next to the bosom of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Grab hold of the provision of your King. Lord, release healing right now. Bow your knee to the feet of Jesus. Every disease. Bow your knee at the feet of Jesus. Every disease known to man, every ah, we don't put up with this in God's house. No, Lord. Bring healing, bring healing over your people. Wait for him. He don't back out. Right up to the edge. He'll meet you there. I cast all my cares on you, Lord, for you care for me. The devil's trying to tell you he doesn't care. Other people are trying to tell you, you don't matter, you don't count, but the Lord says, cast all those cares. It doesn't matter what your family history said. If it's if it's been coming against you, it doesn't matter what the generational curse says over you. The blood of Jesus is more powerful. Oh, we plead the blood, Lord. We plead your blood over your people. We plead your blood. We don't come in agreement with anything other than the blood. Yeah. Hey, release healing, Lord. Release healing. Oh, Release healing. My sons and daughters are away from the Lord. My family's got away from the Lord. Cast all your cares on him for he cares for you. I want my kids. I want my grandkids. I want my mom and dad, my nieces, and my nephews. Don't back out with me. Of Judah. Oh. Yeah. Marry Experience the presence of the Lord.
3: Name, Lord, that you would remove that which hinders love, Lord. Lord, that your glory and that
1: your peace would reign on our hearts, Father. Peace of your presence, Jesus,
3: that washes, that makes clean, that makes pure. speak to those walls, Lord God, I speak, I speak to that which hinders love, Lord, and I command it to bow its knee to the King of Kings and to the Lord of Lords, Father, I just command it, command it in Jesus' name, you will bow a knee, he he has authority, Lord God, You, you have all authority, Jesus, you have all authority, you break the bonds of wickedness, To fall in Jesus' name. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus is King. He is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. He has all dominion and all glory. Fall on our hearts, Lord God. Lord Jesus. Just precious, Father. Pray that you will wash us, Lord. You will wash us in your presence, in your truth, Lord God. Your truth would prevail, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. you set up your kingdom and that we have victory and that we have authority over our enemies.
0: He'll let go (laughs) a new covenant in his blood imprinted on our souls we receive the new covenant in your blood Lord no longer slaves to sin but free in righteousness I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus say it with me I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hey, let the devil know. I am the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I have the imprint of the King of my soul. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Say it. of God. Oh, who the sun sets free. of God in Christ Jesus. What? Take that accuser of the brethren. Oh, 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 we'll dance on injustice. We're liberated in Christ. Our liberty is in you, Jesus. Oh, we're tethered up to you, Lord. the one who loves, the one who gave himself for us. He gives you freely all things. I don't want to hold back on his shirt. Oh, oh, I believe you, Lord. Saints, we take courage. Give us boldness like never before. You He liberated me from the bondage of sin. He set me free. I've reclaimed the glorious name of Christ. my oh, Yes. What sin caused this man to be blind? Oh, was it his father's sin? Was it mama's sin? No, says the Lord. <laughs> but that my glory and my Father may be seen. The Lord pronounced liberty over you and freedom. Christ Jesus, hey, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus.
4: of the spirit, oh Lord, here in this place this morning, Lord, where you command the blessing, life forevermore, Lord, life forevermore, God, we thank you for our unity of the spirit here this morning, dear Heavenly Father, we bless you, God, in the name of Jesus, so as deep calls unto deep, deep unto deep, deep unto deep i'm calling you i'm touching the innermost places of you the innermost places
2: so And son of righteousness and praise Jesus Christ if his name against all the
0: Give a little bit of a debrief, you know, we've talked about this, so we brief on the front end, we go through the, our flight together, and then we give a little debrief on the end, and um, wonderful today, I mean, all of you, I just want to congratulate you, <laughs> um, thank you for uh, coming into unity in the spirit and the bond of peace, thank you for loving Jesus, Thank you for not drawing back. Um, You know, it's a, when the Lord said I'm going to gather a remnant and they're going to love one another, I said, Lord, that's a tall order right there. He said, no, they're going to come together. And Tom Grove said this this morning out of of John 17, you know, that Jesus' prayer is going to be answered. Lord, make them one and and that we would come into the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. And then that in that place, we would become one with him. And so what you're doing here and what you're engaging in and your experience with the Lord is so crucial, so important that you allow the Holy Spirit to have his way with you and you are. And I I just want to like high five all of you. High five me. Yeah, I mean, high five. High five pop, pop. <laughs> yeah, thank you, because you all are doing so wonderful. You're, you're, you're letting the Lord have his way with you, and that's, that's beautiful. And Cameron just came up, and she said, you know, with a freight train, Cameron, you just say it. I, I'm, I don't want to butcher what you have to say, but say, go ahead.
5: When we were at that breakthrough point, when Carol, you know, when we came up, I saw a picture of a um, steam engine, and you know how on the front they have that part, I don't know what it's called, somebody probably knows, you know, that V-shaped part to break through things, and that's what I saw, a focus, it's like the Lord kind of had me focusing on that, and a couple things stood out with that, one was that it's low, it's not like a battering ram that's high, but it's low, and I just feel like that kind of represents humility, humility. And the other thing was that in order for, what I saw in the picture were logs, and in order for the train front part there to break through the logs, it actually has to touch the logs. Um, And then it pushes them aside. It doesn't happen ahead. We would all like for breakthrough to happen ahead of encountering the blockage, but... When that front part of the train hit, that's when it cleared it. Thank you.
0: So So you heard what she said right there, right? This is the lesson of faith, right? Um, Faith is a title deed hoped for. This is a proper Greek translation. Faith is the title deed hoped for, the objective proof of an unseen reality as the rendering of the Greek is better that way. It's the objective proof of an unseen reality. Everyone has said, you know, that's subjective. But you can have an objective proof out of Scripture and in relationship with the Lord, and when you get that two points, it says it in Deuteronomy chapter 19, let out of the mouth of two or what? Three witnesses. The Lord will give you a double proof encounter or even at times a triple proof encounter so that you know that it's him so that you will move through and receive the title deed from heaven now what happens is all these things are coming at you saying it's not true but the the lord made it this way with us because he wants a trust relationship with us that's built out of love and out of his voice you know adam and eve sinned in the garden and they got off track with this right the restoration As you and I, with the Father, in the cool of the day, walking in and amongst us, I have a vision of seeing him at work. Scripture, the primary text, the primary proof document. And then you get these objective proofs, and you say, it's the Lord. Remember Job 42, 5 or 6, he says, I heard of you, but now my eyes see you. I abhor myself, and I repent in dust and ashes. What happens? double blessing. He prays for his buddies. They had assaulted him with a retributive justice. What does that mean? You get what you deserve. Job kept saying, no, he loves me, but he does say he's righteous, right? And Elihu comes on the scene and says, don't say that. You can't claim your own righteousness. That's why we say, listen, you want a war Against the enemy, and he's coming to sought you. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Well, in Christ, not in me. But in Christ who lives in me. Do you see the difference? It's really important because otherwise the enemy brings a legal complaint against you or an accusation. And he can feel that accusation all day until, listen, no. You can say whatever you want to about me, but I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 1 John 1, 9. If you confess your sins, this isn't a hyper grace meeting, hear me. If you confess your sins, He's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness, not some, not partially. You know what that means? When you come into agreement with him, you are righteous because of him, not because of you. Now, this is really important because the enemy is contesting your position. And he's coming against your double-proof encounter with the Lord. See, see, see. And and if you claim your own righteousness in it, you will not see the title deed. But if you claim his word, his rhema revelation to you, and you uphold it, Mark the scripture's words and let me testify as a preacher. He will come through every time. He will. And yes, we need to be taught. And yes, there's an understanding that we need as the believers of God. Faith is the title need hope for. It's the objective proof of an unseen reality. No, it is not subjective. If it is subjective, wait on the Lord until he makes it objectively true. Don't move out in presumptuous faith. David did it. He said, Lord, keep me from what? Presumptuous sins. Keep me from that and help something, put a guard over my mouth so that I don't say what you're not saying. Help me to say and speak only what you say. You see how the enemy wants to trap all of us up? And then we miss this beautiful promise. So what is it? What is it? What's going on with us? It's like Cameron says, the train's ready to blow on through. It's ready to knock all the logs out of the way. And you and I have been here so many times. And what happens is we, come, we pull back a little bit because we've been there, and it scares us a little because it is going to require a transformation of your nature. It's going to require a new vision. You know, it's going to require an admittance that I don't know. Because it's not what you know, it's who you know. And he pulls on you in his love, doesn't this? We, we pray to model that, and then we pray to corporately do this together. The Lord wants this where we just jump on through, you know. Because if you get where you've watched him come through time after time after time after time, you'll just leap out into the unknown. You, just, I don't know what's going on. I, I don't care if I feel insecure. I don't care if I know what's going to happen. I'll just jump off the side. And that's what's happening in these corporate meetings. When you feel that pressure, you know, I don't know, I'm sweating up here myself. You know, if you feel that pressure, allow your body to just go through it. And we'll come together. We love you. We're going to do this together. You know, that's the whole idea. And I said, Lord, that's a noble thing to get a whole congregation into four dimensions of love Ephesians chapter 3 verse 18 what is the length what is the height what is the width what is the depth x y z t x axis y axis z axis time axis of the love of God We're contending for a fifth dimensional reality. A place that requires us to know that we're loved and we're a lover. But, oh, I'm sure you can feel him. I mean, personally, I thought I was going to lose my mind today. I I think I was. You know, Paul said this, and I've said this before, because I found this. and made me really happy. He said, if I lose my mind, it's for God. But if I find it, it's for you. (laughs) I never read that before. I was like, if I go insane with you, and hey, and it, it looks like not insanity in the sense of insanity, but just completely lose my way, and you do too. I hope you do too. I hope you experience that if you haven't already. The loss of your complete cognition, the loss of your complete structural motif, the loss of your right foot that's keeping us out of the way and put it right in front and set the thing straight, and then you can run because you have no perception of your own righteousness anymore. You only see one who is the one who is righteous. All right, this is our debrief. Uh, As a matter of announcement, um, Friday, we have a prayer meeting over at Rafi and Deborah Assad's house at 1230 to 230. You're more than willing to come. We would like to invite you. If you'd like to come to the Friday prayer meeting, boy, it got hot in there this week, wasn't it? It was good. It was good. And, uh, it was good, wasn't it? And, um, uh, come to the Friday prayer meeting and at, at, Rafi's, if you need directions, talk to him after the, after the meeting, if you feel led to come to that meeting, we had just a wonderful time. And there was a lot of things that happened in that two hour span. One of the big things that happened is, uh, John led us in this, but we began to pray for evangelism and, uh, a few are on the outskirts of this ministry right now that are looking in, they're evangelists, they're power evangelists, and we're really praying in the power of evangelism. And the Lord's getting us in order corporately so that there's order here, but there's also complete freedom. You know, a lot of ministries, they have either order and no freedom, or they have a lot of freedom and no order. But in God's house, there's order and freedom. That's why our babies are in here. Because unless you become like a little child, you can't peer into this dimension. Our hearts have to come in a place of humble dependence, and we want them with us. And so all children are welcome. They're not disturbing us in the least bit, and they're wonderful, and we love the children. We love the children. And so we love your children and bless your children. Uh, another announcement is in a couple weeks, and we haven't nailed down the location yet, but we're going to have another a corporate like Thanksgiving meal together will be on the 20th we will not meet here once we get the location hopefully in the next week we'll let you know and so we'll be eating together again and fellowshipping together and we want you to invite people that you feel like that you whoever the Lord lays on your heart if you want to bring them to the corporate meal you know because some people say I don't know if I want them to come into that meeting they're not quite ready for that I don't know you know might blow their socks off or something and you're just like, you need, them, you need to bring them in to eat with us or something like that. Bring them in so we can fellowship together and eat together. And then, um, you know, they can come in if the Lord wills. Um, another uh, announcement, I, I, Stephen and I was talking this last week, and C.S. <clears throat> Lewis uh, is one of his favorite, wouldn't you say your favorite author? Yeah, he loves C.S. Lewis, and I love hearing Stephen talk about C.S. Lewis And just this, this beautiful literature that he came up with. And we were, we were discussing Lewis and I want to read something to you that I found yesterday in my, uh, Kara's mother's house called divine goodness. Um, love can forbear and love can forgive. And this is in his book. Now he didn't, he didn't. Uh, say this but it sits in his book love can never be reconciled to an unlovely object he can never therefore be reconciled to your sin because sin itself is incapable of being altered but listen to this it's really important to get this distinction but he may be reconciled to your person because so that you may be restored I found that yesterday and it came out of Lewis's book. And I, uh, we have been talking and I started this with my son this week, but we started, uh, well, sorry, with both my sons. And if my daughters want to come in and hear it, but we started Space Trilogy. And those of you that have children, I'm not, this isn't a thus saith the Lord, but if you wanted to, you could get the Space Trilogy, I think, offline for free. But if you wanted to engage with it, or if you don't have children and you want to engage with Space Trilogy um, I, we started reading it, it's, it's pretty fascinating, even especially with what we're doing here, um, and I put some notes into this week's Project Black Lightning for you to read from the internet, and so if you want to read a little capture from the Space Trilogy, you know, you, you might enjoy that. Um, I had someone come up to me and said, and I'm, they said uh, Carol, you're going to be doing a movie, and uh, I was like, nope, You know, because it's been all Henry could do to get me to do a podcast and a video. And uh, the video should be released soon for this house. There's going to be 10 of them. We have five of them recorded, but they're being edited right now. That'll be a call uh, on this nation and the the nations. It's really going to, this house right here is going to get very, very interesting for all of you. And so, so we're doing the video and someone says to me, you're gonna be doing a movie the next day. I'm with Stephen, and he says, uh, you know, no one's ever done a movie on space trilogy. <laughs> Anyways, wouldn't it be something? If the Lord had a ministry like the Asheville Collider, put something together in the future and and uh called Space Trilogy, and we did a three-part trilogy and put it out to everybody, and uh it's just something to pray about. But I, I think there's going to be a major impact that all of us are going to have. I, I know there is. The Lord's give us a promise of a, uh, a multitude harvest that will come out of this ministry. And we're here actually because of his word that led us here. And that story is going to be is told in the videos. And I want you to hear them when they finally uh, come out about how we got into YMI, what the promise of the Father is for a massive break, breakout of evangelism. And right now the house is being positioned apostolically for order and prophetically to place in a foundation for the launch and receiving of the great sickle to bring in a harvest of souls. The Lord is going to give a great awakening on a global scale. And, um, you know, hey, we can't say what every other ministry is doing. That, that's between them and the Lord. But we can be faithful here. You know, we should be faithful with the word of the Lord over our lives. Um, and I know Henry and Wendy, he, he waited for 22 years for a word that God gave him, four-point word, 22 years ago, and the last point was revivals coming. And him and her waited on the Lord this whole time and really uh, kept Kara and I honest. <laughs> kept us faithful in the middle of getting ready for this. And, and really, I just bless you both. One of the greatest pastors I've ever met in my life and his wife. I love y'all so much. <laughs> Never been loved by two people as much as y'all love does. And I'm just so grateful to you. I'm eternally grateful to you. And may you receive the reward of what you've been through. Oh. All right. Would you stand with me? This morning we're in Luke chapter one, in verse
1: twenty six.
0: In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to the town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, a descendant of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. The angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled by his words and began to wonder about the meaning of his greeting. So the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God. Listen. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will never end. And Mary said to Angel, How would this be since I have not had relations with a man? The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. And look, your relative Elizabeth has also become pregnant with a son in her old age. Although she was called barren, she is now in her sixth month for nothing, for." Nothing, for nothing, for nothing is impossible with God. So Mary said, oh, I love this too. My wife has repeated this to me. Many times my wife has said this to me. Yes, I am a servant of the Lord. Let this happen to me according to your word. And then the angel departed from her. Let's pray together. Lord, who can authorize speech? Who can say anything for you? Who can even fathom the depths of what you did? Who can even know anything, Lord? I can't. I admit. I know nothing. I come humbly to you without any ability to speak, really, any thought process that could be Appertain unto your holiness and your greatness and the goodness of who you are but we know lord that you authorize the preaching of the word and that you want to speak by your word to us and i pray today that you would not only open up our ears to hear what is being said but you would open up our eyes to see We know that John came with a baptism of repentance. but We know you, Lord, came to bring fire down on the earth. You came to bring light, Jesus. You came to bring down fire. We honor you in your most holy name. Amen. You may be seated. The context of this section is is very interesting because God always has a time. And God always has a way. God has a time that he intervenes into your life and into my life. and, And God has a way of doing things. We know that God has a time because here it says, in the sixth month, right, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. The Lord came in and he intervenes into our local space-time and he He, uh, he has Elizabeth made uh, to be pregnant. Now, I wanted to take us back a little bit just last week because this is very important because there's a double... Mm-mm, There's a double uh, movement of God that happens here. Um, You study the passages of Scripture, you'll you'll see that um, there's eight times in Scripture that God will call particular people's name twice. Um, He'll say, Moses, Moses. I believe he'll say, Saul, Saul. He'll say, Martha, Martha, right? There's eight times in Scripture that God, when he begins to move, he'll come with a double movement. It's really important that you understand this because um, here in the Texas this morning, we're beginning to see the double movement of God. So God's going to doubly move. Um, he, it says that after some time in last week's text that his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months she, keep, she kept herself in seclusion. And she said, this is what the Lord has done for me at the time when he has been gracious to me, what? To take away her reproach. So God comes in the the moment of time and now he he makes this movement on Elizabeth to bring forth his first son named John. And now, as we pick up in the text today, we're going to see a a, a double movement. Now, he's going to move uh, towards Mary to bring forth uh, Jesus. In both cases, and and in both cases, with Elizabeth and with Mary, in both cases, the situation is what? Impossible. Impossible. In both cases, you have a situation. In, in Elizabeth's case, she's very old. Uh, Zachariah is very old. They're advanced in their years. They're, you know, we, we talk, you know, you hear me talk about space time, but Elizabeth and um, and Zachariah are down towards the end of life. Um, they're they're very advanced in years. Mary, on the other hand, is more in the prime of life. She's at the beginning of her years. Let's say they say that she was a very young lady. I don't know the particular age, but I just know, I believe it was in her teenage years. She was very young. And so you've got Mary, very young, and you've got Elizabeth, very old. And I, I hope that you see here that when God begins to intervene into our space and time, he doesn't account things according to uh, the way that we would account things, um, that because God sits outside of time and comes to intervene into times and begins this double movement, that it, it, it can look at to us that in our time, that somehow that it's impossible, or in this case, it is impossible. Again, Elizabeth Barron over here, Mary is. A virgin, not a a espoused, but not uh, married to uh, Joseph. She's engaged to a man named Joseph who is the descendant of David. And in the intervention of her time, there comes an angel to introduce to her. What happens to uh, Zachariah? Who comes to introduce to him? An angel. So, in these places outside of time, both at the beginning and the Alpha of life and the Omega of life, the Lord brings a double movement. Many of us, we have a perceptive reality, a way that we view things. The Lord's kind of like been helping me with this. We have a perception of the way things are based off of our past. And we have a perception of the way things should be that we sort of surmise about the future. And I've been learning this, and I I don't know if you've been learning this, but when when the Lord begins to come in and intervene into our lives, We have to, in a way, submit our perception uh, completely to him. Let me just put it this way. God says, in Isaiah 55, I believe it is, my ways, what? They're not like yours, they're higher than your ways. No man has conceived, no man has figured it out, no man can... Surmise what God has prepared for, for us, those who are called according to his purpose. No man can figure this out. One of the, one of the greatest hindrances, I believe, to the double movement of faith um, that happens in our life is really perception. It's, it's how we perceive reality. And so the Lord. He says this in John 3, the great teacher of the law, Nicodemus, right? Remember, Nicodemus, how can this be? How, how, how can a man be born twice? How, how can this happen? And, and the Lord is going to say something to him. He said, hey, hey Nicodemus, hey, uh, if you, you, the great teacher of the law, do not get that, if you don't get that you must be born again, and you don't get what is earthly, how could I ever tell you about those things that are heavenly? I can't explain this to you if you don't get this first concept. And I, and I, I believe, you know, with us today that one of the first things that we must do, in, because of what we see with John, is we must Repent. John comes what? With a baptism of what? He comes with a John comes with a baptism of repentance. Why? What is repentance? It's, it's a change of mind. It's a changing of shifting of direction. It's saying I've weighed all the odds. I've, I've weighed my past. I've weighed the future. I've looked at the whole picture. You know, we all do this, don't we? We're all weighing the picture and looking at it, examining it, trying to perceive our perspective. And... He he's saying John comes with this message that, and, and this is what's being born here. Hey, I'm coming with a message, repent. Repent, change your direction and navigate your mind t- towards the mind of Christ. He's coming, he has a different way he wants you to perceive reality. And, and this is what we bump up against all the time, but that's impossible. Zachariah, we found out last week and the week before, he's he struck dumb because of that. He, the Lord doesn't want him to talk. His, his mouth has to be closed because he's got, his perception is off. And so the Lord's prescription for John's perception is, because you said this and didn't believe, be quiet for the next nine months, you can't, you're not going to be able to speak. Why? Because he didn't want Zechariah the Baptist. (laughs) It would have been Zechariah Jr., you know. And so, what we see here is that when God begins to intervene into our time, it's very possible that our perception is off. I mean, has this happened to anybody, or has this just happened to me? I mean, I've really learned it in marriage. Anybody else can say amen to that? They're like, you just come out of, what was that, right field or left field? I don't know what field it was, but it wasn't the field I was in. And the Lord's like, could you be quiet and listen to her? I'm like, I don't understand her. Her perception is so different than mine. Actually, this week we were looking this up, and she said, am I not a suitable helpmate to you, Carol? (laughs) And I said, well, sometimes I just want to do my own thing, you know, <laughs> be real honest with you. I just kind of, she said, yeah, that's the autonomous self. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> said, oh, Lord help. Started to gaze up upon her and look at her, and she has a different perspective. Her perspective is different than mine. And we looked this up in the Hebrew. She said, would you, would you look up that passage in Genesis 2 in the Hebrew? And I look it up, and I get my Logos Bible study out with the Hebrew, and I believe the Hebrew word was Negev. Or was that right? It was Negev? Not Negev, but Negev. And it says, one who is made suitable for you. It's your help me, but it says, that which is opposite of you. That's <laughs> like, that's exactly right. <laughs> Paul said, marriage is a mystery. She has a completely different perspective than I do. But man, when we get into an agreement, there's some kind of power. Now, now hear me out. John's saying, hey, repent. The man with power is coming. Listen, John, and this is the way the Holy Spirit was sharing this with me this morning when he woke me up to talk to me about this sermon. John brings the presence, but Jesus brings the power. John gets you in right relationship with him so Jesus can bring down fire. Jesus is is there to deliver and bring a resurrection power to your life, but if the presence isn't right, you will not get the power. Everything God does moves through this double mystery. Uh, Let me read it to you. Out of Hebrews. Hebrews. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 6. Right now I can teach you the saints because I believe, I believe, if I'm right, I think I have the saints in front of me. Most, I don't know of anybody that's not a saint. So I'm going to, I can do a little teaching here and I can preach, but I can teach you from the God's word. Hebrews chapter 6 verse uh, 13, now when God made his promise to Abraham, since he could not swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, oh man, I love this, surely I will bless you, and greatly and multiply your descendants abundantly, and so by persevering, Abraham inherited the promise, for people swear by something greater than themselves and an oath serves as a confirmation to dis- end all dispute. In the same way, God wanted to demonstrate more clearly to the heirs of promise that his purpose was unchangeable, so he intervened with an oath so that we who have found refuge in him might find strong encouragement to hold fast. Okay, the train going through, Cameron saying, the train blasting through the wood that we might hold uh, fast so he says he said he intervened with an oath so that we have we may find uh, refuge in him may find strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope that's set before us by what <clears throat> two unchangeable things man i wish i could have had someone teach me what i'm going through with you i'm not saying you've not been taught this but this is one of the most powerful realities that I've ever known in my Christian faith, my Christian walk, what, I, I'm, what I'm trying to do is provoke you to listen to what I'm saying. When I say this is the most, one of the most powerful things I've ever learned as a believer, see, I've been saved since I was 17, that was a while ago, but one of the most important realities I've ever learned is this reality that I speak to you right now, this reality double entendre, this double way of blessing, this double uh, promise and an oath. This double uh, Baptist and the Lord. The presence and the power, the promise and the oath. Because on the other side of the promise and the oath is the pooling of heaven down into our midst. Uh, the Lord told me years ago, he said, call it pop method. Promise, oath, pull. And so this is, I, I want to go through this with you. It's a very important because, like I said, I was woke up this morning the Lord said, Give them the pop, you know, give them the John, give them me, and give them the bringing of heaven into the earth. I don't mean some kind of fake ethereal thing. I don't mean that. I mean the reality of heaven. The reality of heaven to affect you in your everyday personal, family, corporate life. This is it. It's right here in the text. He says, by two unchangeable things, since it's impossible for God to lie. We have this hope as an anchor of the soul, sure and steadfast, reaches inside, behind the curtain, where Jesus, our forerunner, entered on our behalf, since he is a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. promise and an oath. John, I'm bringing John, repent, repent, change your mind, receive a promise. Not repent because you're a sorry rascal and never amounted to anything and beat you down, okay, that's not what's going on here. Change your mind because I've got sons and daughters I just want to rain down blessing on, because I love them, they're my own. Not repent because you'll never amount to anything and finally you'll get it right and this angry holiness. No, the happiest life that you could ever live in in the Father. The most joyful, the most free, true freedom. Receive the promise. You know, it's, t- it's hard sometimes. I- I'll tell you a little story. A number of years ago, I heard the Lord say this to me. I was sharing this with Kerry this morning. I said, I remember when he told me, he said, put down your hammer and get you a pin. And I was like, what are you talking about? He said, put down your hammer and get a pin. And uh, I was like, you know, I understand how to build where I can make an occupation. I, I, you know, I get this. He said, put down your hammer and get a pin. And listen, now, I don't want to be offensive to y'all, but I might be. I love you, though. I do. He said, you know, you could, you could sign the contract instead of trying to build one. And I said, oh, man, Lord. I, I was like, that's outside of my, uh, that's outside of my, wait a minute. I wasn't raised like that. That's outside of my um Perception. Everything you get, you got to work for it. you got to push through and make it happen. The Lord's like, no, go to Romans 4. Blessed is the man whom God credits his account. I was like, huh, that's an interesting way to think. He's like, do you believe me? I was like, I'm struggling. Do you believe me? I was like, I'm struggling. Get your pen out. Put your hammer down. It's taken me years to understand that. It'll scratch my head. I don't get this. I don't get this. He said, do you know I'm trying to get you into a position where you'll receive my promises? I just want to give it to you. <laughs> I just want to take care of the needs and everything for your family. I want to do it for you. But I need you to believe my promises. I was like, my social class doesn't allow for this. Listen, my socioeconomic class doesn't allow for this. Everything else is telling me this is a lie. I, he said, do you believe who you are in me? I'm struggling, Lord. Put your hammer down. I sold all my t- most all my tools and uh, scared to live in daylight side of me. I'm not telling you to do that. The Lord my, told you to do that. He told me to do that. He said, get a pen out. You can sign contracts. You can sign documents. So you know, your, your signature of your pen more powerful than that hammer is. And, and y'all have heard, you know, I could take up the sword as a soldier. I, I was. He said, "And what is mightier than the sword? The pen. I was like, man, and a, a promise. Repent of your perception about who you are. Do you know what I say about you, son? I call you a king priest. I was like, I thought a king. I was born by the sweat of my brow, by my mama's brow, and I've lived in the sweat of my brow, and that's the way I've been raised. You know, I, how, how? He's like, no, I say this about you. He's like, my people could come into such glory. Believe what I say about you. I was like, oh, why? I'll give you a promise that will not lie. I'll let you step out in faith. And hey, I'll just tell you, you know, some of us is just crazy enough to do things like that. And some of us, we jump out there and it looks really bad. I'll just be one of those that jumped out in faith. It doesn't always look perfect. I'll just say that. Steve knows what I'm saying. But hey, Change your perception. John says, repent. Change your way. The Lord's trying to say something by his word about who we are, and we're not a bunch of beat-down, defenseless sheep or shepherds. Or We are the sons and daughters of the king. I'm a royal priesthood, a holy nation. I'm not going to, you know put up with it anymore of being beat down. Stay in your place little Carol. (laughs) No, I'm going to be crazy. I'm going to do what the Father says to do. You you and me uh, must be a little bit wild and follow the Lord. Receive the promise. Repent of your perception. Lord, it's impossible. Yes, but what is impossible, man, is possible with God. I don't have to receive the realm of impossibility anymore, but I have to posture my heart. John says, posture your heart to hear a perception that is not the one that you possibly have even been raised in. Possibly the one that culture is telling you you must submit to. A posture. Take courage to believe and repent and align yourself with him. But hey, hey, hey that's not enough. And this is something, you know, for, for me, for many years, I was like, I finally, I, I think for the most part, my wife and I finally got ourselves postured for promise. We're like, okay, you know what? And people say, you're crazy. I'm like, you, you can't do that. And, and I mean, you know, anybody is, you can't do that. And, you know, and I've seen time and time again, the faithfulness of God. And I'll tell you, it's, it's not easy to Walk out on the edge, not know how you're going to take care of something, and, and then the Lord meets you. We Listen, you either start in this now or it's coming. I love you, but it's coming. There's a, there's a mark that's coming from a mask. There's a, there's a beast empire that's going to raise on the earth, and you and I, you might as well listen to this teaching now. Actually, you might as well go ahead and get yourself... Before the Lord and say, change my perception. Because you and I are not going to be able to exist off this world system. We never were made for it. We were made to be in the person of the man Jesus Christ. We were made to be submitted to the Lord. We were made for love. We were not made to be slaves. We were not made that way. You and I were made to be loved and to be a lover of him. You were made for him. I was made for him. I you ever um you ever had someone just tell you how bad you are and how you don't ever get it? It doesn't go right with you, does it? You weren't made that way. You were made to be loved. You were made also that truth would prevail in your life. What is this oath? Well, this oath is quintessentially truth. You know, your promise comes to you, and I'm. I you this morning, maybe you could do this with me. I got my perception changed. Maybe you listened to the baptism of John and you aligned yourself with God's perception now. You know, hey, it could be a, I don't know what it is. I could never put anything like this on any of you because I don't know what your promises are. But I'll guarantee you this, if God gave you a promise, I'll guarantee you this, it's impossible. I can guarantee you that anything you can do more than likely is not God. Because he never does that. He just doesn't do it. I mean, you might exist every day, and, he, and you may be supported in your existence, but whatever he calls you to do will be impossible. And so, so that, that can't be God. That's impossible. <laughs> Look at the text. And so the Lord's presence comes, and he starts to mediate into your life and move into your life. And you start to say, Huh? That's you and you start to believe and you're getting your objective proof encounters and you're like, I'm waiting on my promise my title deed to come forth faith is the title deed hope for the objective proof of an unseen reality objective meaning two or three witnesses, I need the double witness, I get the double witness, I'm waiting on my promise to deliver, you know what happens to you and me, (laughs) all hell comes to try that word, everything's trying to say it isn't true right the Lord I'll I'll tell you this about him I've got to know him a little bit he's not into self-pity because I tried it (laughs) it doesn't work like you know like oh Lord I know you feel sorry for me I can't take care of this and uh, no I'm just waiting on you to believe me I'm going to manipulate somebody to get the thing I need no, I'm waiting on you to believe me. No, I got to control this thing, right base. I got to manipulate it, left base. Oh, I got to get my controls in. This thing's falling apart. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to take care of this. I don't know this health-related issue, this financial issue, this relationship issue. I'm going to control them. Or said, do "You trust me? Take your hand off. I'm going to manipulate him. I'll connive him. I'll move. I'll move something around, and I'll shift this and." I'll indirectly let them know or somebody know that I put more trust in than him and I'll work an angle and I'll get what I need from them because I'm under pressure. The Lord's give you a promise, but you're under pressure. Every promise God gives you is going to be placed under pressure until an oath comes forward that your integrity your righteousness, his righteousness in you, agrees with it. It's called homo legio. Homo meaning same, legaeo meaning word. When the word agrees in you that's in, been prophesied by the Lord out of the heavens by Holy Spirit, when it agrees, transaction of business. So <clears throat> that's what's happening in this meeting. Uh, this is going to be modeled all over the place for you presence, we we move into the presence of God the Lord's power is here to deliver, we're going to do this corporately, presence, power pull down the heavens promise oath pull he goes in through the curtain, now he's not talking about the first curtain Moses' tabernacle he's talking about the second curtain he's talking about where the ark of the covenant is where truth prevails where a high priest went in once a year but we have access to that place because of the blood of Jesus. This is what I'm concerned about, and I've done this. Listen, you get up to the edge of it. You find out, finally, there's nothing I can do. I run up to the edge of it, and I can't make this happen. And this is, this is what one author wrote this. It was uh, Soren Kier- Kierkegaard, and he said, you have to come to the place of infinite resignation. Meaning that you infinitely resign yourself that there's nothing more you can do to solve your problem. And it's at that place where the second movement of faith happens and you transfer your trust over an oath and you'll leap into another dimension. Did you know that's why we're here in this Why Am I? We're here because that same methodology that i'm saying today was used to even bring us into this place in the middle of all this upheaval and everything look where we're at promise oath pool the whole ministry structure the ministry you're sitting in right now works off of this everything is aligned to this and it's going to be modeled for you presence of john the Baptist, repentance power of Jesus I've come to bring down fire I come to bring a sword and divide that thing which is not of me to bring integrity and truth so that why I don't want you conniving I don't want you manipulating I don't want you pulling angles I don't want you I don't want you controlling no I want you to rest in me boom there comes the dimension of heaven Uh, like I said it's the greatest reality In both the promise and the oath, it's impossible. John was impossible. Jesus was impossible. In both both cases, it's an impossibility. And so we must go ahead and agree that this is our, let's say, you want to call it theology? Okay. You want to call it philosophy? Okay. Let's just call it a relationship with the personhood of God. Let's just say that Jesus had something in mind for us that he wanted for you and I, and he, he has one way of doing things, and you do it his way. And, and so how would they know unless a preacher sent to them? Relationships. You ever been in a problem with a relationship and you can't solve it? Is that just me or, you know, me, you, a relationship issue, what? Are you going to manipulate the person? Are you going to control them and you going to control them out of anger? Are You going to feel in fear and manipulate them? Or are you going to wait on the Lord for the Lord to bring a change in the relationship? You can't do it. Are you going to say something out of your talk out of the side of your mouth? I've done it. <laughs> I've done it. We've all done it. You going to say one thing about God and say another thing to someone else? And what about finance? There's so many ways that we can get deceived by the enemy in finance. I mean, get move, maneuver of one little thing to work an angle and stuff, and man, it's wrong. Or to try to control it and say, I have this thing, I mean, it's wrong. And, and what about health? You know, the Lord wants to bring healing for us, financial deliverance for us, and relationship deliverance for all of us, and then he wants to take us, even within our family context, and he wants to make us a huge blessing for other people. Jesus says, lose your life for my sake and the kingdom and you'll find it. And so there's a cross there. The cross really is restraining oneself from acting while you wait on the Lord to bring his deliverance. It's impossible, Lord. I'll never have this problem straightened out. The Lord's like, would you wait on me? i got a promise for you. In Hebrews chapter 7, Verse 21, it says, But Jesus did so with a sworn affirmation by the one who said to him, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You're a priest forever. Accordingly, Jesus has become the guarantee of a better covenant. Now hear hear me out, okay, because this is elite, two legal terms. A sworn affirmation. What is the Lord looking for? So he gives you a promise, but he wants you to come into an agreement. Now, you know, we'll say, well, we affirm in a court of law, but in this case, he says he, he made a sworn affirmation. This is, this is the oath. Another translation will say he made an oath. It, it's kind of like an oath of office. It's, you know, I do solemnly swear to uphold the Constitution of the United States uh, for, you know, from enemies, you uh, know, foreign and domestic, so help me God. Kind of, it's an oath of office. Excuse me. Jesus makes a sworn affirmation, meaning that what, what he does and what he wants us to do in the oath side, you have a promise with the oath, is to come into homologeo into a sworn affirmation. I do solemnly affirm the truth. I'm not going to build a defense out of fear. I'm not going to build an offense out of anger. I'm going to say the Lord said this to me. I'm not backing off my. I'm not backing off His word. Say what you want, do what you want, act whatever you want. Enemies attacking, the accusation of the enemy in many cases may be true, but I'm not going to defend against. I'm not going to defend against it. I'm going to say I plead the blood. And the Lord's looking for this out of us. I, I, Karen, I had it happen this week. The enemy's assaulting. He's coming, and finally, I say this out of my mouth. I said the accusation is true. The enemy instantly left me and her, instantly. The accusation was true. I was saying the accusation is false. When I said it was true, he left, and I got home, and I said, Lord, what happened? He said, that was the sworn affirmation. He said, I asked for an affirmation. The enemy brings an accusation. Hear me or listen to this again as it's recorded. The enemy brings an accusation. The Lord wants an affirmation. He wants you to agree with the truth of what his promise is to you. What? He will become a guarantor. He is the guarantor of a better covenant. What's a guarantor? It's someone who put up surety. It's someone who says, I'll pay for everything. The guarantor, you know what happens on a legal document? If you have someone who writes the document with you and they become the, what is it called, the cosigner? That means if the document fails, they have to what? They have to cover it, they have to pay for it. Jesus, listen, this is so powerful. You get a hold of this, you get a promise. The Bible says repent, change your mind. Jesus says, I'll bring fire. I'll bring power. I'll do something for you you can't do for yourself. <clears throat> I'll be the guarantor. I'll I'll pay the debt that you owe. <laughs> Listen, I'll pay your house off. Oh, take that one. <laughs> I'll pay your obligations for you. I'll take care of this relationship issue. You can't solve. I'll take care of your health issue. I'll, I'll just completely liberate you. I'm going to do this for you. Frank train's moving. The logs are sitting there. Like camera said, let's roll on through it with the Lord. Fire. Right now. Fire. Fire. Release fire. Fire on you. Fire on you to ignite the mind. Fire on you. Fire, Lord. I believe I've provoked you enough to believe what God says. His promises are true. His word over you is righteous. His word over you is good. I'm going to receive this. This isn't some kind of ethereal thing. This isn't some kind of subjective thing. You're hanging on to the precious promises of God, and you have The right before the Lord to believe what he said over you and not to manipulate it or control it. What shall a double-minded man receive? If he's double-minded, let not that man think he'll receive anything from the Lord. That's what I mean about get the right foot turned. I mean, the Lord said that to me. He said, tell him to turn the right foot forward. He said, the, the nations got their whole right foot stuck out of the way and they're hobbling along because they're looking at a right-based legal righteousness that will justify them and it will never do it. There's only one who is righteous. Take the blue and the red, mix them together, and you get a royal. <laughs> the legitimacy of the blue and the red, not the illegitimacy. You're a royal family. You're a holy priesthood. Listen. Let's receive right now. Let's just all stand. Fire, Lord, fire, fire, fire. You said you bring down fire, this testimony. Be it unto me, uh, Mary said. Listen, right now, okay, I've got promises in my life. you got promises in your life. We're, these are precious promises over each one of us. You've been trying to figure it out in your head. Quit trying to do that. Get into the presence of the Lord and say, I repent. I've changed my mind. There is no way I could take care of this. Exactly. Some of you are coming up to life-changing issues, and you've come up, and you can't dig or beg. Listen to me. You know that it's wrong to beg, and you also know that you're physically not going to be able to dig. Do you know what I mean? You're not going to be able to do it by the sweat of your brow. Some of you, maybe not even professionally anymore because you can't do it that way anymore because you're not going to be able to dig proverbially, even with your. I got to do this out of my own strength. I got to do this out of my own strength. Well, if I can't, then I got to stick my hand out. No! Neither one. Neither one. You gave me a promise. I'm holding on to it and I'm going to proclaim it. That we used to call that in the church, I believe, is when they said, Would you testify? <laughs> you know why? Because they were making a solemn oath. They were saying, Before the congregation of the Lord, the Lord gave me this promise, and I trust in him, and I believe it. Now, right now, what did Mary say? Oh, man, say it. Say it. Say it. <laughs> he likes that a lot Hummeligeo. be it unto me according to your word I receive right now the promise of God um, I receive the promises of the Father I receive the promises of the Lord I'm changing my perception I don't really know but he knows well, I, hey Ashburn you got a promise on your life step into it I know this from the Lord he told me about you Talk to me about you and your brother and your whole family, Mr. Brian McKenzie. Big promise sitting on your life. The Holy Spirit talking to me about you while I'm up here preaching. You know, it's funny, I'll be preaching, he'll be talking to me about people while I'm preaching. He'll be telling me how much he loves me and stuff. I'm having a full conversation with him while I'm having a conversation with you. <laughs> big, precious promises sitting in here that could shake whole nations. Mm-hmm. Shake your community. You, right now. The Lord just says, okay, hey, you know, I've been doing this. I've been waffling all over the place. My, my soul, I can't fix it. I can't fix it. He's like, all right, right now, it's like a... I'm going to put this thing in alignment. I'm not going to be double-minded. Now, what you said to me I'm going to receive. And out of heaven is going to come the blessing of the Lord over your life. Jimmy Sprouse, receive the blessing of the Lord over your life. (laughs) You who have been faithful to the Lord, Phil Dietz, receive the blessing of the Lord over your life. Carol, what are you talking about? The Lord sees you. He knows. I'm just going to line myself up right now. I'm going to get myself into a posture for glory. I'm going to line myself up, Lord. That's impossible. Yep, I know it. I'm moving out on it. That'll never work out. Yep, that must be the Lord. That thing is impossible. Yep, this great effectual calling that y'all have on your life, Jan Ball. This <laughs> I'm lining myself up with him, right here, like this. All right, I got my promise. All right, what if what if it's like this? Hey, Carol, I haven't received a promise. Okay, I'm gonna confess to the Lord. Or hey, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of like this. I like to get a bunch of rewards. I mean, hey, you said you must believe that He is, and what? He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I like rewards. I can't wait for the next reward. I I can't wait. I just get excited. So I'm lining myself up with the promise of God because I've repented this morning. I'm changing my mind. Listen, this is how it works with me. I don't know if this is how it works with you, but what was the last thing he said to you? Because some of us have been saying, well, he don't talk to me. Now, I will tell you this about the Lord. The last thing he said to you is what he's saying to you. Now, he hadn't talked to me in a long time. Go back to where's the last encounter you had with him. Talk to him about that. Because what happens is many people get offended with the Lord or they get afraid. It's it's either usually fear or offense. And the Lord said, give me your offense, give me your fear, and go back to the last thing I said to you. I want you to do that with me right now. What was the last thing he said to you? Now I want to ask you a question. Are you doing your part to come in agreement with that word? Because the Lord will give you the seed. He'll give you the soil. He'll give you the rain. He'll give you the wind. He won't weed the garden. And he won't stick the seed in the ground. But he'll water it. you got to cover it up. you got to watch over it but a promise is coming for him. This is what I, I was saying about Henry Winn, he's blessed me so much, 22 years. I held Kara and I into account when I watched a man get down on his knees in 2017 in front of me and weep. And I knew that man was serious. Left his family, left everything down in Florida and came up here in a, with an RV trailer and a truck house is gone, furniture, everything, because they believe the word of the Lord and they whether it's our account or not, of believe in the word. They will see the fruit of a great outpouring of God's spirit because they believe the Lord. Your babies, your kids, your friends. What is it? And get a get a victory and then we'll go get another one, okay? I want to invite you to uh, communion now, and just come, just come up, and you can uh, receive, uh, get communion, and then uh, receive communion. And then we're going to have communion together as a family.
2: drop your burdens here.
0: deciding today with you that we, we want our perception to align with the way you see things. We, we believe that this is why your body was broken for us. To break us in, to, to break us through into a new and living way, a new reality one that we've not preconceived, one that we could not know. And we are your body, Lord. He took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. for the double movement. We just tasted your promise. (laughs) Now we get to partake of your oath that by your own blood, Lord, you knew that you couldn't do it any other way than to actually literally die so that you would demonstrate To us on the cross that you were willing to lose your own life because you believed your father and that you loved us that you would demonstrate it by a promise of your broken body but by an oath you would give up your very own blood for us and we come in agreement with you today and he said this is the blood of the new covenant which is poured out for you do this in remembrance of me in feeling fresh fresh and feeling over you right now a fresh and a renewal i pray a renewal over you and a restoration i pray a renewal over you and a restoration to trust him to love him to trust him to love him to know who you are in christ that you are the righteousness of god in christ jesus and may the lord bless you and may the lord keep you And may the Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you peace.